From tornadoes to hurricanes, blizzards, and everything in between, you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. The Stormfront Freaks are former television meteorologist Mark Massaro, digital meteorologist and weather producer on the Weather Channel app Dina Knightley, former on-camera meteorologist at the Weather Channel Kim Cunningham, meteorologist and social media manager at Agora Pulse Jen Watson, star of Tornado Hunters Greg Johnson, and I'm your announcer and Skywarn Network coordinator Mark Johnson. Now, here's the moderator of the Stormfront Freaks podcast, Skywarn Storm Spotter and Chaser Bill Johnson. Hey, welcome everybody to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening and viewing devices. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast. It's brought to you by the Atmosphere Weather app. Your hourly weather forecast, it's on a clock for a quick read. It's the last daily weather app you'll ever use. Atmosphere Weather app, it's available on Apple, Android devices, and you can learn more at atmosphereweather.com. Dot com And don't forget, guys, I always check out, I mean, these shows are a lot of fun to do, but uh, don't forget to check out all these other previous shows we've done. Uh, for example, recently we had one with Hurricane Man Josh Morgerman, uh, also CNN severe weather expert Chad Myers, uh, just to name a couple. But tonight, this is episode 98, and to help us promote Women in Science Day on February 11th, we're excited to have ABC News Chief Meteorologist Ginger Z is back with us tonight. <laughs> So uh, happy to have you back on, Ginger. We're, we're obviously going to do uh, her lightning round and, and stay with us because we'll continue to have our hashtag weather fools and WX resources later on and much more. But before we get to all of that, uh, if you haven't heard, our 100th episode is coming up. Uh, we're going to be live. So we're going to actually be doing our, our uh, 11th or 100th episode uh, live in Oklahoma City at the Vanessa Beer Company on Friday, March 6th at 8 o'clock central and and come early we're going to start recording at 8 o'clock central we'll be there before that so you can stop by and check us out you can visit with us you can also meet meteorologist and oklahoma tv legend gary england uh, is going to be with us and the wcm at the national weather service in norman uh, rick smith will also be there so you get a chance to uh, meet them as well Uh, we're going to have an amazing time live event special beer tapping so they're, they're making a beer for us, which is pretty cool. Wow. Um, I'm so excited. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll have giveaways and lots more. But uh, best way to introduce who is with us tonight, as far as our co-hosts, uh, is find out what they're drinking. Uh, it's, it's always happy hour whenever we record. Let's you know we like to have a good time. It's a lot of fun whenever we're hanging out together with our guest. So uh, let's find out who we got tonight. Maz, what are you drinking tonight, sir? All right. I'm back to my Fatheads Bumbleberry. Which is Whoa. pretty good. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's, That's it's, so cool. The honey blueberry ale bumbleberry fatheads. It's good. Is it an IPA, mm-hmm. Maz? I can't. T- uh, it's an ale. Okay. It's an, an ale. ale. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so, bumbleberry. Anyway. Is it yeah. got it's a berry good. taste? It um, It's very light. It's kind of a summery thing. Uh, but I found it in the back of my fridge because I'm like, I can't be out. You know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I got a bumbleberry. Good. It's, good. it's yeah, pretty it's good. good. Yeah. All right, Dina. Dina, what are you drinking? I'm not drinking alcohol, but I've got one of my raspberry ices. I know Brady (laughs) likes it. I'm saving it all up for our 100th episode. So, oh, serious? Okay. Yeah, I'm getting serious. And you're saving your liver for our 100th episode. I am. I ruined it at Christmas, and I'm trying to get it back, and then I'm gonna, you know, ruin it again. Good. All right, uh, Jen. Jen, what are you drinking tonight? 
um, a vanilla latte um, in a Stormfront Freaks mug. Because if I drink alcohol, when you have a toddler, you need as much energy as possible. So this is... I'll give you a pass because it's in a Stormfront Freaks mug. That's your saving grace. He didn't give me one, did you know? And then uh, tonight, we're, we're happy to have back on the show... Uh, our atmospheric science graduate from uh, the Ohio State University, uh, but Brady is back tonight. Brady, what are you drinking, sir? Woo! Guys, I'm definitely Woo! not drinking uh, Woodford Reserve here. This is uh, oh this is apple wow. juice. This is apple juice. Oh, that could have <laughs> been anything. Good. That looked like you had. It's not like... what Woodford Reserve bourbon. You guys oh, never sure heard that. Sounds good. good. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah no I'm way. Sorry. No, this I is apple juice. Don't it looks like that. it though. You could have totally <laughs> played that. Interesting. All right. Well, tell you what. I'm going to get the hell out of the way, Maz. You take it away. It also looks like a specimen I had once, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Hey, hey, sorry. What a terrible segue. Sorry about that, Ginger. Hey, so I am super honored to uh, to introduce Ginger Z, who is the chief meteorologist at ABC News, reporting on the nation's weather on Good Morning America and across ABC News broadcast and digital platforms. Now, prior to joining ABC News, she was a meteorologist at NBC WMAQ in Chicago and at Wood TV in Grand Rapids, which is where I knew her from, was back in Grand Rapids. And Z, who was a storm chase since college, has a genuine passion for the atmosphere and a dedication to getting young people interested in science, yay ginger, an acclaimed author, Emmy award-winning meteorologist, attended Valparaiso uh, University and holds a Bachelor of Science degree in meteorology and a Dancing with the Stars legend. Woo! Welcome, Woo! ginger. Yay! Thank you. That, that yeah, legend is a, uh, that's a, that's a big word for that. Um, I want to add though, this is actually very funny. I had Woodford reserve earlier tonight. Nice. So, wow. Well done. Yeah, I'm right in the, I'm right in vain with what you all are doing. And then I only had a tiny sip of that because that was all that was left. And I was trying to actually recycle the bottle was my purpose of getting rid of it. You see how that goes. And, yeah. and so then I moved on and I said, well, I can't just have one sip. So I went on to my uncle nearest, which is one of my new favorites. And if you don't know that brand, it's a really cool story. 1865. Mm. And that's all awesome. You just bought the Woodford yesterday, right? Yes. That's so awesome. So- so, so you got to tell me about Dancing with the Stars. That's your yeah. second time now you've been on? No. So what happened this last time when I did Radio City with them, they do a yeah. tour where they go around the U.S. every year. And this year they invited me to come back. Now, it's been four years since I did the show. Um, and, and, of course, the one show they invite me to is Radio City, which is, you know, 8,000 <laughs> people. And I haven't danced in four years. Um, so it was a big deal to be able to be back even for one show. And I'm actually going to be doing another one of their tour stops, one of their big ones. It's a three-day big event in the Bahamas at the end of May. Wow. So I've got wow. Oh, nice. Like now, did so they give you time fun. to prepare? Like, did they tell you? They, they weren't like you know, two days before, right? We have oh, video. No. Honestly, I learned it in 45 minutes. And oh, then, wow. wow. But it really, it really was, as they say, riding a bike. I mean, I felt once Val was with me, it was like having this person who you've danced with before. He actually taught me how to dance four years ago. And that's what I learned from this is that as the moment I got to his shoulder, to his hand, it's like, you know, he's driving. And as he would say, it's like driving a Bugatti. So. <laughs> <laughs> Now, who taught you the tornado? 
Yeah, the tornado is my favorite move. Um, no, I'm actually, the twisting, that's the funny part. Every time I go back and try to dance, even my husband and I took classes, I would get a little bit, um, like, you get a little motion sick right at the beginning. <laughs> wow. <laughs> or I mean, it's gotten old, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. I love that. So oh, you already did you it twice. It is, that's though. great. Yeah, that is. And Ginger, you have a big... Uh, spring coming up because now the release of your next book in yeah. your Helicity series is being released on April 21st, I believe, Chasing yeah. Helicity Through the Storm. Yes. So oh, this is the, the end of the trilogy. So the long, longest short story shortest I can do, I think, is that I went to the publisher thinking I've never been a writer. I've always been a math and science person. That's just who I am. And uh, But part of me, when I was pregnant with my first baby, I was like, you know, I should write a science book for kids because I just, I was struggling to find those. And I thought I've got this great platform. I can get to people. It's a dream of mine to be able to do this. And I went to them thinking I'll just do a baby book with like 60 words. That's probably mm -hmm. what I can uh, write. <laughs> and uh they said, you know, no, that idea that you have for this person named Helicity, um, that is a character that's made for a, a, a book for like eight to 12 year olds. And I was like, oh yeah, but that's like chapter book and I'm not a writer. And they said, well, why don't you just try? And finally I broke through the label I had put on myself years and years before, you know, when I was 12 or something, when one teacher told me maybe writing isn't your thing. And I sat down and I wrote two chapters and I wrote, they. I sent it back to them and they said, this is great, write a book. And I was like, what? And then they said, write a trilogy. And so it's so exciting to see the end of this trilogy come together from something I never thought could happen. And I think it's a great lesson. I always talk to kids about it now that we let others or we put them on ourselves, these labels that don't necessarily fit, right? Or they don't fit forever. And I think that's something that I've learned and it's been really instrumental in how I've lived now. And and reading like these books, they're they're fascinating, and the storyline is really intriguing too. It it truly is great for uh, you know anybody ages eight to twelve or me. I like them too. Um, but are these stories based on your childhood at all, or any of your experiences, your friends' experiences? Yes, I would say highly. I mean, Helicity is essentially me, the, the young girl who's in love with weather. She has a lot more opportunity to get into weather, and she has the wor worst luck ever because weather finds her instead of her finding weather. It's, that's why it is chasing Helicity. Um, but it, you know, I'd say all of the storms that I talk about are either storm chases that I've actually been on or ones that I can through history, imagine what they would have been like. And so it's been a really fun exercise and not just saying, okay, here's what I've done, but also saying, here's what how, how it might appear to somebody who isn't as in tune with weather as I am, but wants to learn about it. And it's been a really cool process. Um, also learning like the tween language. <laughs> and oh gosh, it's really awesome. Um, yeah, that's actually the most challenging part, I'll be honest. You know, the science stuff is easy. The storyline, plot, all that stuff seems really fun. I get help from this woman, Jennifer, and she is like a true, and, and Stephanie, actually. Um, Stephanie's the number one. She is such a great writer for this age. So she has been instrumental in making this not suck for them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's awesome. And then you have natural disaster too, which is so honestly real um, and relatable to everyone. What is your, you know, once this final, the trilogy is released, what are, you know, anything that else that you have planned when it comes to book writing or anything else? Yeah, I'm actually uh, about three quarters of the way through writing my follow-up to natural disaster. So natural disaster was in the story that I just told you when they said, okay, go write a couple of chapters and try it. When I came back, they said, okay, so what did you base this story on? And I said, well, that was my storm chase when I was in blah, blah, blah. Right. And so I'm explaining to them Katrina, for example. And they were like, wow, that's quite a story. And then I said, and then this one is from this storm chase and I'm explaining. And all of a sudden I started talking about personal things and I started talking about a marriage that never happened, um, that I, I was basically a runaway bride. And then they were like, Whoa, that is Whoa. that's a book. I gotta get this. I, I want to read that part even more. Right. <laughs> so, so the funny part is I went in to write a baby book about science and I came out writing a memoir about depression. It was like <laughs> what oh. just happened? Um, and that book actually came out first. And then the response to natural disaster has and still is so surreal because it's not about book selling. And and my agent even told me, he's like, books are not for money. They are for you to express yourself and for people to get to know you. The number of people that I've gotten to know and that I've gotten to help because of natural disaster, because it is so transparent in my mental health battle that I've had my whole life um, has been really special. And I think we're at a place in our society where duh, we're talking about it, right? Like most places, the stigma, is at least dented, if not over. Um, Now it's about taking action. And I think this book, because I talked about taking myself to the hospital, checking myself into inpatient, um, that's what changed. And that's what made a real ripple in, in what's a huge pond that needs to be, you know, taken in by all of us. And so I think the next book that I'm writing goes even deeper. Natural Disaster was my story, Light. It was raked over by eight lawyers. Um, you know, there's a lot of names changed and people because you can't do. I learned that too. Apparently, you can't talk about ex-boyfriends if they're not dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they could be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. This next book, I learned so much about other people, and I'm I'm going to try to include all of the rest of the therapy that I've you know really. So here's the really bottom line of it. I realized that as a meteorologist. I know I am a good meteorologist. I don't think I'm the best meteorologist in the world. I think I'm really good at communicating the great meteorology that's out there. I think the science that's out there, I have a skill of communicating that. What I realized is I also have a skill of communicating psychology, like the therapy that I've gotten over this last eight years. I've been able to use those same skill sets to now tell other people how to interpret what my therapist, who I would say is very nerdy (laughs) and very scientific, I can take what he says and then apply it to life. And so that's what this book is about. It's taking uh, a deeper look into my story, the big stories that I actually skipped over, 
whether it was for legal reasons or because I wasn't ready <laughs> and diving in deeper and then allowing other people to tell their stories through me as well. And so it's going to be, it's, it's a lot more work. The second book, it's, <laughs> it's not coming to me as easily as the first one because I have such high hopes for it. Um, but it's really exciting to be able to watch the impact that it might be able to have. Cause I'm still getting once a week. I'm not even exaggerating. That's like an average at this point. I'm still getting once a week, somebody who says you saved my life which is oh, a wow. huge responsibility. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. They said, you know, I went to the hospital because of you. And I'm like, whoa, okay, good. Uh, but yeah, so that's the hope in the next one. So oh, I love that. That, that teacher that said you couldn't write, have you sent any of your books? <laughs> send them a sign. No, I just, sent, I just sent the New York Times bestseller list. Um, there you go. You know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Ginger, when you're gearing up to write a book, like how do you prepare? Do you like kind of outline the whole thing? Do you just sit down and start writing? Do you just have topics in your head? And like, I'm going to hit that, right? Yeah, it's funny you ask that because I, I as a non-author, I would still not call myself a real author. I've now interviewed, because of GMA, I've had these awesome opportunities of interviewing some of the best authors of our time. Um, Diana Gabaldon, who wrote Outlander, who is now on her 10th book, who also, by the way, was a PhD scientist um, working on lab textbooks in Arizona and just said to herself at the age of 42, you know what? I think I should be a novel writer. She sat down to practice quotes and she came away with what has now changed the world, the book Outlander. And so I learned from her that her process of writing is probably the most creative and exciting. It's like a kaleidoscope. She has all of these ideas and scenes and she writes them based on visualizations like, oh, the light hit this cup in just the way, right way and I knew it was a winter light. And she can like really express herself in these really cool, creative ways. That's not me. Um, when I, <laughs> I have a story that I remember that, that, I've either told many times and that helps me get to the point of whatever the, the point is. And yes, that part is slightly outlined, you know, what I want to get across, but no, I'd say I'm pretty chaotic. And uh, even if it starts chronological, it starts turning around. Uh, and by the end, I don't even know how I got a book out, but it's <laughs> exciting. <laughs> That's very exciting. I'll, I'll tell you what, what's also exciting is I think I found the last daily weather app that you're ever going to need. Uh, the, the one thing when I'm looking to see what's going on for the day and I'm pulling up my phone, the last thing I want to do is have to scroll down, click more links just to find what's going on hourly. When is the rain going to start? How much snow we're going to get? Things of that point. And so what I love about this is the Atmosphere Weather App, seven days of hourly weather temps, cloud cover, and precipitation are all rendered around a clock with your radar right in the center. It can even integrate your calendar that you have on your phone to see what to wear when your kid's soccer game is coming up later in the day because uh, your calendar will show right there on the 24-hour uh, clock. So the Atmosphere Weather app, it's on Apple and Android, uh, not only for the U.S., but for the U.K. and Canada as well. There's a free version where you can get up to three days of the weather forecast, but for just $3.99 a year, a subscription will get you seven days of weather forecasts and hourly weather. No banner ads get you that radar map in the middle and a lot more. So I'm telling you guys, you got to see this to believe it. You got to go to atmosphereweather.com to find out more. So I don't know about you guys. I got to go get another drink. We're going to take a quick break 
and we'll be uh, we'll be right back with Ginger and play her lightning round. Stay tuned. Helicity.co is the leader in weather-themed clothing and accessories for the Stormfront Freak and you. Besides a creative line of weather-themed t-shirts, footwear, bags, and more, they also carry an exclusive line of Stormfront Freak's podcast gear and drinkware. Get a 10% discount on your entire order when you use the code STORM at checkout. Listen for a new code each episode. That code again is STORM. Find it all at Helicity.co. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'll tell you what, we are, uh, we're celebrating Women in Science Day with ABC News Chief Meteorologist Ginger Z. And, and Ginger, here's the thing. Holy blank. Um, <laughs> you, you've done a lot. You, I mean, and you are spinning tons of, I mean, tons of plates. And from the outside world, they look like you're spinning them successfully. Uh, I know sometimes that's not always the case uh, inside, but as far as the outside world can tell. But the point is, is you just got a ton of stuff. I see you doing uh, the, the, the Heroes series, I, mm-hmm. the dances thing, the books. Um, I see you traveling. And obviously for ABC News, you're not just doing weather. You're doing human interest mm-hmm. stories. You're, I, I see you traveling there. So, so my question is, what at this point and at this stage in your life, you talked a little bit about your upcoming book, but what are you really like looking forward to or what's still on that bucket list that you want to be checking off and, and that motivates you and, and you're passionate about? A nap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love those naps, that's for sure. I think um, as it's funny because you say that and I was just – thinking about this when I was, I, I meditate every morning on my way to work. And I was thinking about, do I need to streamline a little bit? You know, do I need to focus? And if I were to do that, what would it be on? And what do I really care about? What am I really passionate about? My husband would tell you, because I'm a pain in the butt to go to like the grocery store with food and where it comes from and how it's influenced by our weather and our climate is probably my biggest passion. And it's probably because I have two young children. And since they were born, I've been really into what that means for us and for them, um, more so than any other time in my life. And I also, because I have the background, I grew up on a small farm. I understand composting in the most easy parts of life. I started pitching these stories to ABC News like five years ago, you know, as simple as a beach cleanup with the company for ocean, um, just being environmentally sound, basically, and especially when it comes to agriculture and how I eat. And so it's funny, because now the research is back. And for the first time, our viewers are saying we want stories about the environment and climate. And isn't that fascinating? Like now, finally, that thing that I've been so into and and has been, it's not that people don't want to know, but it's maybe not as sexy. You know, we are actually making a huge push this year uh, to talk about our planet as it is. We don't have to talk about change of any sort, except the change that we as humans have done to our planet. And that's what my focus is, is like, let's talk about it. When I did the the series food forecast, that was exactly my two favorite things married together. It was how is our food made? What has our climate done or how has it changed? I was talking to like 
fifth generation sugarers in Vermont um, that were making maple syrup and talking about the difference in the changes over their great, great, great grandfather's, um, you know, maple syrup tapping and how that went for them. And they had all of this beautiful set set you know as far as weather goes in their books and I was able to look back that type of storytelling through our food and through the things that we love that's what I'd like to do in the future so that's what I'm going to pour a lot of my efforts into at is we're really going to not only tell those stories but we're going to hopefully be creating a whole climate and weather unit and streamline everything where we can really start to lead in that way um, I'm going to Victoria Falls, Africa, and uh, this in a week and a half. So I will be there wow. to tell the story of a lot of the villages wow. that have had um, some huge water issues. And of course, it cannot be directly related to a scientific proven climate change, but I don't care what it's related to. There's a huge population increase. We have to talk about that. There is a huge um, way of monoculture that has bastardized soil. We have to talk about that. There are some of these villages that have done spectacular work in getting themselves out of poverty and into survival by creating these beautiful gardens of biodiversity. We have to talk about that. And those are the things I'm going to be able to go and start telling stories about within the next two weeks. So that's what I'm really wow. excited about coming up. That's interesting because I've talked to some friends of mine who are teachers and we always talk about how, you know, how healthy is organic food mm -hmm. and um, how healthy is some of the food we're giving our kids. And my friend who's a teacher, she's totally convinced that some of the chemicals mm -hmm. and things that we put in our foods is changing the way kids are behaving and what goes on in their brain Definitely. and their brain function. And she says she sees it every day teaching these kids just because they're middle schoolers. And you try as a mom to give them good food, cook them the right food, give them organic, but you don't know what's happening with it. Is it really healthy? I don't know. That'll be right. an interesting story. Unless, you unless you're the one that's growing it, unless you're mm -hmm. the one that's growing it and you can control your soil, which is already difficult and you can control the pollen and you can control where the bees went and got, you know, the roundup at the neighbor's yard. There's a lot mm -hmm. of, of variables that you can't control. And that's something that I learned doing food forecasts. I did one on, on bees and, and the almond groves and just thinking about how if something says organic honey, it actually just can't be true because you're not going to put a little tag on each bee and say you didn't go get pollen <laughs> from something that, you know, so there's a lot of questions. But I think what I try to do, because otherwise, if I did that, we would never eat anything and we would all just be starving <laughs> if I did mm -hmm. if I like limited everything. So I'm going to try to do my absolute best with what we have. Um, I ask a lot of questions. I do shop at Whole Foods because I'm fortunate to have the ability to spend money to do so. But that would be if I ever got to the point where I had this like surplus, that would be the next thing I would do. I would go and try to take food and the health of food and nutrition into places that don't have it. And that's another thing that's mm. super, that I'm super passionate about and excited about is that there, there's so much work that could be done. And these, these, you know, Senegal, Senegal in Africa is another place that has done really it's amazing what they've done they've basically returned to nature and that's how they've now survived mm -hmm. and so utilizing those stories to tell them or like the cattle rancher that I spoke to in Texas I got there he has the two guns in his pockets he gets off his horse and he's like we got to take care of this planet and I was like I'm sorry hi yeah. <laughs> and he was a grass-fed grass finished and he said economically and and 
environmentally, when he kept his grass-fed, grass-finished, he was the only one of the only cattle ranchers in the entire plains that made it through the 2010-2011 drought. And so those stories, and then he was going around, the story that I told was him going around doing basically what's like a soil sermon, telling people that they needed to get back to basics. And so being able to showcase these people that have real data behind them and, and money, you know, drives it all. And at the end of it, he was making more money. And like that, that was a really well told story by him. <laughs> you know, I didn't really even have to tell the story. He got off a horse, told me, take care of the planet and make money. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is good. Especially so if he I has guns. To... If he's got guns, I'm doing everything. <laughs> Ginger, on top of all that, right? I think, are you going to be inducted into the Weather Hall of Fame? Yes. Um, talk to us about that process. So cool, and, I mean, there was only three people inducted last year, so it's a huge deal. So just... I'm curious, like, how did that come about and what does that mean? And, and congratulations. Yes, funny. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I just, they wrote me, they said, congratulations, you are being inducted into the Weather Hall of Fame. And it, I can't tell you the last time I had butterflies in my stomach, even since maybe the first time at Dancing with the Stars because I was uncomfortable. Um, but really, I had butterflies in my stomach because it was when you love weather this much since you're nine years old and then somebody says you're going to be put into a hall of fame, no matter what that means, I haven't been more excited for something (laughs) in a very long time. I started researching flights thinking I'm going to take my whole team. I'm going to take all the weather team there. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. There's no directs to Oklahoma city, so that's not going to (laughs) happen. But, uh, but that just gives you the level of how honored I am and, and what a, what a wonderful uh, museum and everything they're trying to do there. And they're really pushing, you know, women in science. And that's something that this episode is about. And I can't leave by the wayside. I really find a great responsibility in having the platform that ABC News has given me in being a chief meteorologist as a woman at a network, being a meteorologist at a network. These are really kind of unknown things in the past. You know, I'm fortunately fighting through these I don't, I wouldn't call it glass ceiling because I don't know that it's that, but it's, it's new. It's different, you know, and I'm, I'm starting things that they've never seen before. And, and there's a lot of challenges, but I take such huge responsibility knowing that this is just the beginning. And there are going to be so many women and men that come up with me behind me that are going to make this science even stronger. And it pumps me up every time thinking that I can be a, a part of this. I love it, Ginger. Ginger, I'm the fact that you've accomplished so much already in your career and you're just beginning is almost scary in a way because I know like you are going to accomplish so much more and change the world and universe even more with everything that you do, which I think is so amazing. And as like a mom with a little two-year-old, like Mm -hmm. everything you talk about with food and stuff, I'm always so, you know, paranoid about what goes into her mouth, you know, all that food and everything. So I think it's so fascinating. And with Women in Science Day, just right around the corner, do you have any plans? Um, What are you going to do to celebrate? Yeah, I think that's, that's the beauty is on my team, you know, we've got just the, the women that we've got, but I think beyond that, even in, you know, we recently had a, a weather summit of all the ABC, not all, but some of the ABC owned or no operated meteorologists coming together. And the numbers are up, you know, but they're, they're still very low. And it is far from, far from half. 
<laughs> say that. Um, so I think there's there's a, a minute celebration of okay, we've done it, we're, we're here. But I think it's more dedication to how do we get that next level of, and I see it in young girls. And it's funny because now I have two little boys, and I, I, I don't think I'm going to have to encourage them or discourage them any differently, right? It doesn't. It's not like you do that with kids. But how am I going to get to those kids who are? in need of that. I was so fortunate. I had a mom who was in, she's a neonatal nurse practitioner. So it's a different type of science, but she was such a dreamer. I mean, she never once said you can't do something. Even if we didn't have the ability to, my mom will make things happen. And I'm lucky I had her. So how do I become that for these other kids? And I think going to schools is, is what I'll do. Like on the actual day, I'll certainly find myself in front of a bunch of young people that will make me feel pretty complete for the day. Um, because I think even if it's 30 kids or it's 150 kids, those all start to talk to other kids. Right. And then you have a conversation with their parents and maybe their cousins and like just one, that grassroots thing has worked for me since day one, when I was in Flint, Michigan, starting my career, I just said, I have to get out there because first of all, I'm depressed. <laughs> I'm Flint, Michigan, and I'm like <laughs> starting my career and I make $12 total for the whole week or something. I don't even know what it was, but it was a, it was, it helped me to feel purpose to go and see these people and especially kids in schools and then get them excited because that one or two, and especially when it was a young girl looking at me and raising her hand and getting excited about what I was talking about, I was like, that's all I need. And that's yeah. all I need. No. And Ginger, keep it up because, you know, I'll say as a recent graduate, there was, it was about equal in our class between guys and girls. So it's, wow. it's come a long way and, and it's pretty cool to see. It really yeah. is. So and, and, keep, and keep up the good work. That's a good time to get everybody else up to speed, right? Sounds, sounds like a plan. Hey, that was the sound. It is time. For our lightning rounds, so this is our game show of flashy and brilliant questions for our guests. Uh, we always invite everybody to go ahead and play along as well. Tonight, we're, we're going to play a little take on uh, Family Feud. So a little take on Family Feud. We're going to play it a little bit differently, but um, as Ginger just talked about, she's got a couple little boys, and uh, so we're going to find out how, how much Ginger knows about some of the more recent animated movies and so i've got a list of the top 10 highest grossing animated this also includes uh computer uh, computer animation but uh top 10 highest grossing animated films of all time mm. i'll give you a little bit of a hint that obviously the higher grossing movies tend to be some of the most recent ones because of inflation and everything yeah. else so these mm. are are fairly recent naturally um but what i'm going to do is this i'm because I'm, ginger's our guest she is going to get uh, first pick to try and think of as many of those 10 that she can. Mm. We're going to give her three strikes. Once she gets to her third strike, if she gets there, uh, I'm going to turn it over to the freaks, to our co-hosts, and if they can come up with one of the remaining movies, uh, the, the freaks win it, but if they can't come up with any of the remaining movies, uh, it goes back to Ginger and she, she wins okay. it all. Hey, Phil, I heard that, that every one that Ginger gets right, she's going to sing the theme song to that movie, <laughs> right? I agree. 
No, she's gonna dance it, and that's why she, why we, we can't, can't see her. Though. Yeah, right. exactly. yeah. Wait, wait, all right. So, like, details question. Wait, is yes. it is it? It's animated, but not um. Like, would the the recent Lion King count as animated, or is that cinematic? Or I, I would say that's animated, just because it's all okay. computer graphics. Okay, you. I, you know, now some of the like scenery might not be, but all the characters are for the most part. Right? So I, I would say that's that's probably where what She's they say. Taking this are. seriously. All right. No. Any, any other questions, Ginger? Are you ready? No, I think it's good. All right, so let's do this. Top ten. Uh, what's your first? Wally. Wally. Oh, good guess. It's got to be on. Wally's one of the numbers. Ginger, do you do you know what year that came out? It, no, I don't. But I, I remember. I thought I was really coming in with a, something smart there because um, I just saw it and I, I I read something about it that it was like a giant box office hit. <sighs> Never it mind. Was. Yeah. It, it was. It was. It was in in 1987 when it came out. I don't know when Busy. it came out. Okay, that's Busy. that's one one strike. You still got ten on the board. Um, okay, fine. Oh goodness. They're all going to be pretty recent. I'll, here, here, I'll give you a hint. The oldest one is 2013. Oh, geez. oh wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Geez. That is cool. Fine. The Lion King then. Uh, you're going to say the Lion King? That was oh, number yay. one. Good job. Number sing one. it. The, sing the it. 2019 Lion King. The, the I can't believe that's number one. Good yeah. job. Oh, that's pretty Makes good. Okay. Number one's cool. off the board, Ginger. What's next? All right. Oh, gosh. This is so hard. Uh, Finding Dory. No, Find- not Finding Dory. Finding Nemo. I mean, Nemo. Finding Nemo? What year did Finding Nemo come out? Oh, that's before not part Dory. of the game. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a hint. It, it, it was, bef- it was no, before 2002. I get it. I get it. I get it. So go, go back to your <laughs> other one. <laughs> go back to my other one. Finding, Finding-, Finding Dory. Finding Good Dory. Finding Dory better than Finding Nemo. That doesn't that make was, sense. That was number nine. Finding was Dory 2016 right. was number nine. All right. One okay. strike. Keep going. What do my kids like? Um, oh, is it like a, is there like a, a Minions or a Pixar one? Oh, a, yeah. Um, uh, you said Minions. I'm going to give job. you Minions. Nice. Uh, 2015 Minions was number five. So number one, five, and nine are off the board. Okay. What just came out? Oh, Toy Story Four. Toy Story Four. Ooh, yeah. Wow. Nice. It, was number, it was number six, and okay. and I I got to go back on my answer. The oldest one is 2010. Sorry. All right. Okay. I just saw um, one. That's 2010. So is Toy Story Three in there? <laughs> that <laughs> was <in> 2010. <laughs> okay. That was that good. Was... All right. You got uh, what do you got? Three, five off the board. You got oh five God. left. Frozen. Frozen. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. That was number three. Sing it. Sing Frozen. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to build a snowman? Ooh, she's starting at the beginning. Oh, yeah. um, Why don't you come out and play? Yes, <laughs> 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 Brady. Woodford. All right. So you got six. You got no, here's here's what you got left. Number two, number four, number eight, number ten. And only yeah, one Frozen strike. Two. Frozen two? Mm-hmm. That was number two. Okay. Very good. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then it has to go... Boy, this see, this is where it's gonna get tough. Now we can't watch you. You better not be googling this. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm sitting and staring. Okay. Um, okay. This is hard. Two, is two are Disney. Yes, they're mostly these are all. And Disney. one is not. Is not. Is not. So is it like Disney. Secret Life of Death or something? 
It's not a real secret. You you you, no. you kind of led to it earlier. You just kind of mentioned baby it. Boss. Baby boss. Boss baby. Boss baby. Boss baby. That is oh. That's two strikes. You got this, okay. Ginger. You got this. Um, I do. To, Why remember, am I not to our, thinking? To our this, Disney Pixar. No, they're hard. No. Does one start with a B? I'm not telling you. You might still <laughs> steal it. Get out of here. Come on. I like this. I like this phone a friend. Um, <laughs> this is family feud. We don't have that. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. I'm gonna. I'm getting serious here. Let me think. Um, because what rides do I go on? What ugh, those aren't animated. It's all Disney for sure. So again, oh, two are Disney. One is not, and two are sequels of two the three are left. Mm. Yes. Oh. There are no more animated sequels except Frozen Two. That was the first animated Frozen. Wait, that was the first animated uh, sequel. This is tough, Phil. No, it's not. I know. No, I, we've got Very all the major ones. It, it might have been the first animated animated sequel to beat its predecessor, because Frozen Two was number two on the list. Frozen was third, right. so it made more than Frozen. It made more than Frozen. so. Does one? Yeah, start but that's with not true. That's not true either, because <laughs> these sequels beat their other ones back when they came out. So what? So Toy Story 2? I know. I, I'm, well, I, does one right. start with a B, Phil? Can you say, does one start with a B? Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Ginger, you got one shot. No, you guys help. You go for it. All right. So we're, we're going to turn it over to the Freaks. The Freaks, you've got, so here's what's off the board. The Lion King 2019, Frozen 2, Frozen, Minions, Toy Story 4, and Toy Story 3, and Finding Dory. We still have movie number four, eight, and ten on the board. Oh, oh, okay. Talk What's amongst that? yourselves quickly what and come up with a... like Rapunzel? Uh, what about Brave? What was the skeleton one? one? What was the skeleton one? Tangled. Tangled, Tangled, Tangled. Tangled. Uh, they were skeletons. What about, no, what about the Rapunzel. animals? Remember the animals one that everyone watched? It was like with all those animals. Oh, right? zoo. All right, I need an answer, freaks. Zoo I need something. an answer. Zootopia. Zootopia. Brady. Brady's going to be our our final answer. I need Brady. one. Do it. Do it, Brady. Zootopia. Zootopia. Yeah. That yes! was number ten. Yeah. It was number Josh. ten. Ginger, I'm sorry. Tango. That, that's kind of, yeah. Tango is not on the Tango is like 1986, no, I think. That, that, not 1986. that wow. was a backward. No, was... uh, one of you was thinking Coco, but that wasn't on there. Oh. So here's oh, number yeah. four Incredibles 2. Incredible. And number eight, and, and this eight was the one, Ginger, you were kind of referencing a little bit because it had minions in it Despicable Me 3. Oh, yeah. right. Good, good. Despicable the me. The prize was Uncle Nearest. Sorry you didn't win tonight. <laughs> I was thinking Brave, guys. That's what I was yeah. thinking. So, Ginger, yeah. Ginger, yeah. great and job. I work for Disney, so I only know the business, so I'm sorry. Great job. All right. So, Ginger, <laughs> do us a favor. Tell us uh, how our listeners can find you on social media and also a little bit about when your book's coming out and where we can find that. Sure. Um, I am Ginger underscore Z because I don't know who has that other one, uh, on both Instagram and Twitter. And then Facebook is GingerZTV. And uh, I haven't gotten TikTok yet, so we'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And then my book is uh, April 21st, and that will be the third in the Helicity, which obviously is a weather term. 
uh, series, and you can find them all on Amazon, Natural Disasters on Amazon, too. When's Hall of Fame? Hall of Fame is March 13th. Just got the date confirmed. Oh, we're missing oh. it by a week, guys. Oh, we, know, we are. That's too bad. Right when you said March 6th and the special beer, I thought, oh, no, I'm missing it. Well, hey, maybe they'll early. still have it. Maybe they'll still have it, so you can head up there. there you um, go. Head up there it's while you're week early. Why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Well, Ginger, we appreciate you having on. Thanks so much uh, for joining us. We are. Uh, we're going to take a short break, and uh, when we come back, you don't want to miss our hashtag Weather Fools and WX Resources. I'm Chad Myers with CNN. You're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon. Hey, guys. Welcome back. It's time for hashtag Weatherfools. What is Weatherfools? Guess what? Weatherfools is us as the freaks. We're going out on Twitter. We're going out on Facebook. We're going out on wherever we can find. We're going out on the guy on the street and videoing him falling down after some freezing rain. We're just looking for guys that did something stupid, silly, funny. That's what it really is about. It's got to be funny. The freaks are looking for people, and it's got to relate to weather as well. So I know that, we got Dina. Wait, that intro was longer than the whole segment. <laughs> you know what? Easy I, gotta t- I gotta take my shots when I can get them. All right, <laughs> Dina, you're up. Who's your right, weather? You tonight? gave me a good segue because you were talking about like people who are doing stupid things. So this one was a black ice fail. Whoa. So you know, I love motorcycles too, but okay, you can see on this video, um, there's like a cam on the front of this motorcycle. And you could see the shiny part of the road, which is black ice. Yeah. And it's just one of those things. Like, what are, what are you doing? Oh, so he goes oh, down. Man. You can see oh, him man. slide across, and then wait till he turns, and then boom! Oh. Buddy's behind him. <laughs> oh my god! Buddy's behind him hit too. Ah. Wow! Wow! All of them hit. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. I think that's pretty safe to say that if it's freezing rain, snowing, or sleeting, or just cold in general, you shouldn't be out on your motorcycle. I mean, yeah. Right. Let's be honest. But that's so dangerous. That, that, that'll set up what my one of my weather fools later. That's good. That's how how, how long ago was that, Dina? Was that recent? Uh, what year does it say? Uh, 2019, December okay. 4th, 2019. A couple months ago. Wow. Yeah, so it's People recent. People not learning. People not learning from the black ice. No. All right, Jen. Oh my I hear God. you have a weather fool. Let's see if you can top it. Oh my God. Well, I've got two. So the first one, um, if you guys can see it, so this is, this is crazy. And I don't know where, um, this lady is from in her Twitter bio and everything. It's not showing, um, where she is, but there's obviously this plane it's flooded and you can see like she's in the farmland and this car is just like, not a problem. And you can And you can see how high the water is and people don't realize that, you know, even if it's not all the way up to like your car window, when you drive through water, even like a foot of water, all that water gets in your engine and can start destroying things. And you you just don't want to do it. But this person did. I mean, they made it through, but you never know what kind of swift current there is that could. Yeah, you can't even tell if that standing water could be moving. It's so big. Where is this? 
and, and it doesn't say, and but she just posted it seven hours ago. So there's been a lot of flooding oh um, recently um, across the southern states, and I mean yeah. even to the Ohio Valley and Mid Atlantic. So, um, yeah. but it's just it's just so crazy. And then my other one was in New Orleans, and I believe this was yesterday. And this is just crazy. This was a thunderstorm. Unless it's been a confirmed tornado, Dina, which you may know. Um, I think it was just strong thunderstorm winds, but they are, um, these people took shelter in this building and this is a glass door, kind of the, the swivel door. And they literally shatter break through, um, with a huge gust of wind. They smash up against each Ooh. other and you can hear the wind. Oh my gosh. And it's really crazy. And so this one isn't, it's kind of a weather fool, but it's mainly to show you the power of even a severe thunderstorm. I mean, you need to get away from the windows, even if it's not a tornado, um, because with glass like that, a glass structure, I mean, you never know what could hit it or how strong mm. the wind gusts could be that could break it. Yeah, because you said that when I left, uh, there wasn't any in New Orleans that were even reports because they yeah. were all Mississippi and then it started in Alabama when I left, so... Yeah, but that I mean that is so crazy. You forget the power of wind, even if it's not a tornado. Sometimes, yeah, so. yeah. Seriously, yeah. weather is yeah. powerful. People keep that in mind. <laughs> right, so, so I'll go next since I know Phil has four. So I know he probably wants to save the best for last, right? So, um, some of you may have seen this, and uh, this was on Twitter. Um, can you guys see my screen now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this was uh, this was by uh, the sheriff in San Miguel, San Miguel. And I, I think that's somewhere out in Colorado or that's somewhere out West. They tweeted large boulder, the size of a small boulder is completely <laughs> blocking eastbound lane highway. So wow. they described a large boulder basically by describing it as the size of a small boulder. And it was memed, <laughs> memed everywhere. And it was, it went, it was viral. As you can tell, there's 238,000. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Was it near Boulder? It too. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Boulder, Colorado. And I'm not sure what they were trying to get at, but that's like the size of a small car, which is kind of scary at randomly yeah. falling. That's I, I, I have a hard time believing they didn't know what they were doing by tweeting this because that's just too good to, I don't know. That's just too good to, to mess up. Large but. boulder. Yeah, I don't, I don't Maybe know. Maybe the fingers typed so fast when they tweeted, they didn't really think about it. Probably. Yeah. probably. Not enough right. coffee or something. Phil, let's get to you. <laughs> All right, I'm going to rattle off the four I got. We're going to go bam, bam, bam. The first uh, is from the Dayton Daily News. Uh, if you recall last May, uh, Dayton, Ohio, uh, got a bunch of tornadoes, uh, a lot of them overnight, dark. Anyway, this uh, couple morons, two tornado contractors charged a, with theft. What's a contractor, a tornado contractor? Yeah, no. yeah I don't know. Accused of not doing one. work. You got to ask the Dayton Daily News on that. But here's the thing. So two area contractors, one, and I'm going to give names, Robert Tracy Green, 53 at Dayton, charged with 20 felony and two misdemeanor counts of theft involving 10 victims basically where he either completely or completed partial work or did no work to repair the homes uh, and still got paid to do it. Uh, second thinking? one, very similar, Brandon Vallandingham, uh, <laughs> of West. <laughs> he is a Vallandingham no uh, of West Carrollton, eight felony theft charges, four victims. Uh, same thing. Buckeye storm solutions. They charged, Wow. Money to do work that he never did. He just took the payments and never came back to do Jerks. the work. So, well, so that's local. And, you, and I guess you, 
you wouldn't think people would yeah. even think of that. Yeah. All right, so couple couple of weather weather fools there. This is the Texas Monitor, uh, Bloomington, uh, which must be in Texas. Bloomington schools can't track the money it spent on Hurricane Harvey recovery. So the story here is the school has no documentation of what they did with the rec- with the money that they received to uh, build and and enhance the damage that came from Hurricane Harvey. Um, roughly $11 million. Oh, and, wow. And uh, their former, <laughs> the district's former financial director. Uh-oh. You said former, former so where did this former Misty guy go? Brosfield, uh, Misty Brosfield. Misty Brosfield sounds like a porn name. It does a little it bit. Does. She's uh, And maybe she is now. Maybe that's what she's doing. But <laughs> wow. she missed, was fired for misuse of the dis- uh, district credit card. Huh. But anyway, so they're having all kinds of trouble finding uh, all that money they got. My third one, uh, Florida man, Ooh. perhaps unfamiliar with cold weather, sets house on fire to keep warm. It's the Florida man. Oh, my God. So He's this, is, this is the 66-year-old that allegedly set fire to a stack of paperwork in his apartment around 3 a.m. because <laughs> oh. he was cold and uh, burnt, burnt the apartment building down. Wow. Uh, well, so there you go. And then <laughs> the final one. This is on Twitter oh, at Bad Jim double, uh, 007 uh, of a bunch of bicycles zooming down a ski slope. Oh, man. Whoa. And these are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people on bicycles that are just zooming down a ski slope that's slick and everything looks good. All these people are just coming down, zooming down. And of course, all it takes is one to go down. Oh. Oh. No. And one goes down, and what happens to everybody behind them? I'm oh, surprised it took that long. There yeah, are hearts flying. I saw this. It seemed like people there were people flying. just coming from infinity. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It, it just, the camera keeps panning up the slope, oh my and there's God. just people wiping out left. Oh, yeah, how do you, you are, can't stop. I don't think if I handed a $10 bill, I'd get that many people to show up to one of my events. Just it looks like a speed there's, bump. There's people, yeah, just getting run over. It's it's oh, freaking man. hilarious. And Where then the top of the slope, look at all these people. I have no idea. There's no, <laughs> somewhere. It's got to be Colorado. There's no... Uh, it's got to be Colorado. Wide. Oh, Europe somewhere. Well, remember, pot, pot's legal there. Look at people so. still <laughs> falling. I mean, oh, there's still God. people trying to get around, and they're just not able to do it. because. And that's on snow, Phil, right? That's amazing. That looks yeah. icy too. Oh See the shine? Yeah. Yeah. It's, They're yeah. racing for a bag of Doritos at the bottom too. Do you imagine hilarious. like the last guy that went by that just missed it? Oh. Like if you turn around, you're like, oh. oh I'll tell you what, that's God why did. whenever you're in a group, see, like like if you watch the Winter Olympics, what's that snowboard race where there's like four of them going together? You want to be in front because you don't want to oh, yeah. be in the back because all it takes is one and all it takes is one. All right, that was so. that was pretty great, Phil. I think I think that might have topped it. To be honest, I I like <laughs> I liked everyone's weather fools, but I think that might have topped it. So for a list and links for all of our weather fools, uh, either go on our website or go on your favorite podcast app. Check out the show notes section and look for episode ninety-eight. Phil, over to you. Or sorry, Dina, going to Dina. All right, now this is the WX resource, and this is the part of the show where we kind of share all our cool weather apps or weather products or websites that we want to use. And I know Phil and I have one. I think Phil, since he just went, I'm gonna I'll go first and let go. Phil go. Yep. But this one, um, this is somewhat new. It's um, from the Storm Prediction Center, and a lot of people go to that site already. But it's a prototype 
interactive local storm reports delay. And I was just kind of playing with this through today. And you put the dates in the, the top of like how far you want your storm reports to go. And it'll tell you at the top in these tabs, like how many they are. Like it's a severe 71, winter 974. And you can go through here and interact with them and you can click on them. That's and it'll cool. give you everything there. And I kind of like this. It's it's a prototype. It seems to be working pretty good. Um, <laughs> so you can kind of see like exactly where they are and, and read everything on it. And um, hmm. I, I am cool. really liking this. And you can kind of um, click at the top too, whether it's like tornado or wind and hail or whatever you want to look. But it's a new one. It's a prototype. Um, so check it out. It's this uh, SPC for Storm Prediction Center .gov, and then it's uh, forward slash EXPER forward slash reports. Um, but we'll put it on the show notes. Cool. So, and Phil, you've got one, right? I like that. Yeah, that was good. Um, so, so mine's just a video. Uh, one of our, our past guests, um, Picos Hank Shima, uh, does some great videos, but he put together his Tornadoes of 2019. Mm -hmm video and, and I'll, I'll tell you what's cool about hank's mm. videos is it's not uh, there's daniel shaw from australia he was on our show as well but what mm. what hank does is, is he also tells stories and so it's not just about the tornadoes uh but it might be about his whole trip like his whole summer and uh he comes across lots of animals he comes across you know just lots of people and oh, yeah, stories the snakes the snake yeah, yep, course. snake, all that stuff. But but of course, and then mixed in are all these cool videos of tornadoes that uh, he's seen and and uh, was a part of his his travels. So uh, this was his. Uh, so if you go to uh, just go to YouTube and search Picos Hank, and uh, you want to look at his tornadoes of 2019, the endless storm season. So uh, that's cool. cool. That's neat stuff. Yep. All Very right. Cool. So if you want to see any more of the uh, WX resource, just check out our show notes. Episode 98. We're not quite to 100 yet. 98 in the show notes. I hope I make it to 100. <laughs> that was pretty awesome, man. We'll make it. All right. Well, folks, I think, uh, I think that just about does it for this episode uh, of Stormfront Freaks podcast. We want to thank you for listening, watching, tuning in, however you did uh, to catch a ginger and, and the rest of us. Before I get to who our next guest is going to be on the next show, I do want to remind everybody that if, if you love what you're hearing or watching, uh, let us know about it. Let us know what parts you like. You can contact us at questions at stormfrontfreaks.com if you want to send an email. Or you can also find us on Twitter. Uh, it's at stormfrontfreak without the S. Uh, you can also go to, to uh, we do a little Facebook. If you go to Stormfront Freaks on uh, Facebook, you could check that out as well. Uh, but let us know. Let us know what you like. Or most of your podcast apps that you're listening to us on uh, have a way to leave a review. And especially if you can write one, uh, write one. Let us know again what you like most. And a lot of times what we'll do is we'll share that on the next episode. We didn't do our Freak Fan Box tonight because MJ's not here, but we'll catch that next time. And uh, we'll try and add your comments and reviews on that. Uh, also, don't forget to subscribe. We love our subscribers who like listening in uh, every episode. Uh, we do want to say a special thanks to our guest tonight, Ginger Z. She's, uh, as always, a lot of fun. So we appreciate that. And our next episode, 
We're going to re, uh, be recording live, episode 99, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, live on YouTube Thursday, February 20th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. Um, <clears throat> Jen, Dino, you'll like this. We got former Weather Channel winter weather expert Tom Nizzle is coming back. Yeah. yeah Tom. And uh, Tom is going to cover. We're celebrating. It's also a hun- it's the 150th birthday of the National Weather Service. Wow. Oh, wow. Was he, was he there? That was Tom's life. Oh, <laughs> that was Tom's, Tom's <laughs> life before the Weather Channel. Is uh, he was at the National Weather Service, so he's he's got some good stories to share about uh, the history of the National Weather Service. So we're looking forward to having Tom back on in a couple weeks. He's fun. So, yeah, yeah he is. a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So for Maz, Dina, Jen, and Brady, I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear. We'll catch you guys next time. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.